Welcome to the Tip and Tap podcast. I'm Carolyn, one of your I'm hosts. Jay Boy, I'm the tap, the tip and tap, and she's the tip and the tip and tap for all we do for the Tip and Tap podcast. Baby, we are here. Let's go. Wow, that's good. You didn't you didn't say the other part to it like you normally do. I did. I said you the tip and the tip and tap. Oh, you said it fast. I missed it. I did. Oh, okay. You you've been practicing. I have. He's been practicing the intro, y'all. Anyway, <laughs> tonight's topic, the significance of Black love films. We have we have so many Black films, Black love films that I'm excited to talk about tonight. But I know Jay wants to open up with his fave of all time. So I'm going to go ahead and pass him the floor so he can get started. Let me, let me, let me, let me break this down so it can ever and consistently be broke. Love Jones literally if you ever want to know everything about love, that's the movie you watch. Period. Why Done do you say that? Shut it down. Why do you say that? Well, it gave the beginning, the middles, the bullshit, and then a happy ending, which we all love. But at the end of the day, there were tidbits to that movie that gave different aspects of different relationships and how things flow or could flow, and they can distance in about an hour, hour and a, I mean, hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, right? And there were just gems that were dropped consistently throughout that movie, right? So is it fair uh, to say that, in your opinion, um, Love Jones is a, a fairly accurate representation of the Black love story, or...? I think it's as accurate as you're going to get. Okay. And like you I, said, I, I, go ahead. I got, I got six quotes, five quotes from that movie just off the top that I could read off to you and that could break down and talk about certain aspects of, of love and relationships just off the break. I even, I mean, I, I did a little bit of research. I'm a fiend for this movie. The bald head guy, remember him? The friend. He said, he was talking about love. He said, math, this shit ain't. Love, what you do and who you do it with. How many times on, on this do we talk about uh, 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 or we kind of define or try to understand what love is? And, and oftentimes people think love is just this mythical, magic thing that you catch like a cold and all of a sudden you love this person. Love is an action. The thing that we talk about the most and what we want to fall, fall into is something that you actually have to do. But do you feel like at that age you understood the significance of what that line was trying to convey? It, it opened the door for thought. It gave perspective. It made a foundation to be like, oh, love is action. It's a the Cinderella Disney story that we all have been sold is that what you thought prior to seeing the movie or was sort that kind of like your general idea? Sort of. I know there's so many different ways you can go in this movie. Um, so I just am interested to hear your take and the different gems that you pulled from it. Love is what, what you do and who you do it with. Love is what you do and who you do it with. Yeah. And, and the message there is. is love is action. Okay. You can love anybody, right? But love is about action. Love is what you do and who you do it with. I would agree with that. 
What's next? Romance is about the possibility of the thing. You see, it's about the time between you when you meet a when you first meet the woman and when you first make love to her. When you first ask a woman to marry you, and when she says I do. When people who've been together a long time say the romance is gone, what they're really saying is that they've exhausted the possibility. What's that saying? What that says is, is that it's kind of like love. It's romance is what you do, right? Romance is like it's not some a mystical thing like this. Like romance is about touching your wife every day in the morning when you leave the house, right? Leaving little letters around the crib just to say I love you. It's it's all the things that you do to let you, if we're together, let you know that I love you, huh? Give an example from the movie, because I want to stick to this. If you're just now joining us, hello, welcome to the Tippy Tap Podcast. Yes. Tonight's topic, the significance of Black love films. And we're starting out with Love Jones, a classic um, that a lot of people responded to my question on my story asking what was the most um, influential um, Black love film for them. Love Jones came up multiple times. So it's obviously one that we all connect to in some way. And we can draw a a lot of lessons um, in that Jay is breaking it down so it consistently can be broke. Be it's that part, okay? Because this is his like movie, y'all. So, like in the first line, romance is about the possibility of the thing. Romance is the possibility of love. So, when you first ask a woman to marry you, and when she says "I do," but then, right? There's, there's a, romance before that, right? But what I'm saying it, it, that's just a small window. But that that, well, that was just an example. Okay. When you first meet a woman, between the time you meet her. And the time you make love to her. Like build right? the build up. What are you doing? Right? How you interact? Like it, it's all the things that you're doing to with your partner to make them feel love, to make them feel sex, to make them feel whatever. Or to or just to put it into a category of rope the romance. It's the possibility of making your partner feel fill in the blank. I get that, and I I don't disagree with you, but in the movie, they get to the sex kind of right away. So there was really no, like, the romance period, I guess, came afterwards. Sure. How realistic sure. is that in but the, but modern relationships? Technically, technically not, though, right? Technically not, though. How so? Now, you gotta remember, in the movie, he just met her at the bar at the poetry spot. Mm-hmm. Now, now, he may have had that poem in his head already, and, and, and but he named it after Shorty. He named it after Nina. And so when he went up on the stage and did his thing, yeah, the, the, the poem was, it was had some strong sexual innuendos, but there was some romance. It, it could be deemed as romantic. And the fact that you, he went up on stage and dedicated to her a blues for Dina. That, that is something to do. Like, he was starting his journey of romance from the break. He was he was letting her know that he was interested. They go outside after the fact. All the friends are in their little home. They roll up. 
romance right there is happening because they're bantering with their friends around, but you can tell the conversation is just them. They're talking to each other, despite who's around. And she's like, you know, there's more than anything than just sex. There's love. So she's kind of creating a romantic, like, atmosphere, a place where he can kind of land, or, or, or she's kind of guiding him, like, hey, listen, this doesn't have to be just about sex. Let's dig into that for a second, because while obviously this is a film, and I do think that you can meet someone and have this amazing chemistry, and it can lead to something long-term and long-lasting, then why do you think there's such a negative connotation placed on um, having sex early within the relationship? Because didn't they have sex on the first night? And yeah. yet they went on and that's just because, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is the theory that I had a long time ago. I think women would, would do more and have more freedom sexually if it wasn't for your friends thinking you, your friends would call you a hub. We, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't think that your friends are going to call you a hub. That's a negative thing. Why would they call you a hub? Hopefully, but she was like in the car the next morning. She was like, "You fucked him, ho." But what? Oh, yeah. Why do you think, why do you think, right, because that's what y'all do now, because she was like, whatever, bitch, I'm grown. But for the most part, women don't want to be called a whole by their friends. Y'all don't really tell each other, like, think about this for a second. And I'm just not talking about you. You have to expand. For the most part, women do not tell the real story when it comes. You you out on here because she called you a pimp. You know what I'm saying? First of all, she was referring to a time in my life then I was in college and I did not even recall that period of me I'm even just, telling her that. This I was is like, what I'm saying. But <laughs> I'm talking about you were going to pimp and you took to imagine being free with your, with your sexuality. It's too much pressure sexually to be free in this society. It just is. I like what Lauren said, though. She said, girl talk is real and we don't hold back. Now, the way her friend reacted, her friend knew what she did because she knew her as her friend. She wasn't saying it in a judgy way. She was just saying, oh, you little hoe. No. Like, no, you know no, no. She, hold on. Like, she wasn't like, saying it like, yes or no. Like, she's judging her because she knew her friend. So she knew that that, that it had gone down. But like, but she could have called her anything, she, but she called her a hoe. She did. But what Lauren said is in real life that women are more afraid of the men's reaction. I think that more women okay. would maybe be like that. And, and that's why I'm saying let's dig into why that is deemed such an inappropriate thing. Because I think more women would maybe be down for that if they were less concerned about how the man is going to interpret that. Perhaps. So I got another one for you. Okay. I got another one from the movie. You're gonna like this one. When a man gets a hard on, you know where the blood comes from, right? His head and his feet. So A, he's stupid, and B, he can't run. That's from the movie? Yeah. What about that part did you connect with? <laughs> Y'all don't really understand how real that is. Oh, as a woman, I don't know. Y'all really don't but understand how real that is. All the men can relate to this. Man, there's a 30 
there's about a 10 to 30 second period from the time a man busts a nut to when he comes back to like whatever that if you ask them anything you could probably get it because they're stupid because they're stupid and they're in la la land and can't run she ain't going over here's another one just be saying whatever this is going to be a little controversial people with profound insights on life know not to get married and those that do ought to know that marriage is what you make what do you draw from that the interesting part about that is he's saying really smart people like really like the einsteins of the world way back then knew that marriage was a death trap they knew that that's not something that any man should really do, meaning that men probably aren't built to be with one woman. Now, if you decide to be with one woman, you can't complain if it's not what it is. You have to make it what you need it to be. And that's it. Yeah. Huh? And I do somewhat. I, I, I don't have any scientific proof that a man is supposed to be with one woman or vice versa. But I do know it takes, like, it takes work, especially in, in, in this day and age. You have access to the work. Sometimes there's a possibility the grass might be greener. I mean, I think that's certainly what people are led to believe um, in today's society, that the grass, there's always the next option. And I, and I do think that you have a lot of options. Um, for a plethora of reasons, like you said, like access to people on the internet, you know, like out and about or whatever. And so I, I can understand why people feel like I can kind of move how I want to move or whatever, because I can always go over here if I want to go over here. Um, I don't necessarily, I can see why people think that, but I don't necessarily agree with that thought process. Because um, I think it's it creates a negative type of, of um, mindset in terms of dating and, and relationships. Because you're going to constantly be chasing the next best thing or what you think is the next best thing. This is one that's very interesting. All we have, Marvin, is all these years, and it's just not enough anymore. Um, when I first, the first five or six times I saw this movie, I could not understand what that means. When you've been with when you've been with somebody for so long and then you break up and then you try to figure out or try to get back together, you, you, I guess what she was trying to say, she was trying to look at what they had. Why am I here? Is it for the love? Is it for like why am I here? And and he was like, you came back up here which I think that's a whole nother story. She shouldn't have came in the first fucking place. But um, she came back, back to see old boy in New York, and all they, they had was all these years, meaning that she didn't really understand why she was there. She didn't yeah. love him anymore. It wasn't for, it wasn't, what, what were you there for? good point that's something that i can relate to too because i think that some people stay in relationships based on the comfort of it like it's familiar they know what they're getting yep. they're used to it you know and so it becomes like a kind of like a safe place but mm -hmm. 
you know a lot of times that that's not really where you want to be. Not to say you want to be somewhere else, but you just know this ain't really, this is not where I want to be. But because it's comfortable and familiar, then I remain in it. And it's the and I think easy way out. It's the easy way, right? Right? You don't want to because starting over is hard. Facts. Being being alone. Some people are afraid of being alone. Some people have an agenda. You really want to be, and so you think of reasons why you should be or go back to what you know, and then all you have, and then you get back back with this person. You're sitting on. You're you're trying to look at what you have, and all you have is all these years. So when you when you think about it, it's like, damn, I've been with this person 15 years, and that's all I have to show for it is 15 years. Mm-hmm. What do I have to show for it? Am, am I a better person? No kids, no, like we don't have, what do we have? We just got all these years. I think a lot of people could probably connect to that. Yeah, if you really think about it, a lot of us could connect to it. And yeah, so I, I, think- I thought, like I said, to me, Love Jones is one, is Quintessential, the quintessential love movie, especially for the African American community. There's plenty more situations that happen, um, and and a, a lot of gems that were dropped in that movie that I think we can all relate to in one shape, time, form, or another in our lives, in our love life, at some point. Like it just is, and they were able to squeeze it all in an hour and a half. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty brilliant, and I and I would agree with that. And we've talked about you know, some of the good things in terms of the movie, but now I want to talk about some of the things that are also realistic, but not necessarily positive. Like one of the scenes that stands out for me is that whole, you know, when she goes out with the friend, like that is very- Who the fuck does that shit? Who the hell does that? Um, Apparently it happened. Is more often than I think. It does happen, and I don't condone it. I don't think that's an appropriate way to move. But also, didn't he act like he didn't care what she did, or did that come afterwards? So, this is what this is the point where he went wrong. This is the situation. Mm-hmm. This, this is before. So, old boy came into town. The ex, the ex came by the. Dropped off a train ticket to New York. She sits down with her homegirl, Josie. Josie's like, like your typical girlfriend. You know what, girl? Go up there. If if Darius gives a fuck, then you got him. If he beats what you going, then you got him. If he plays cool, then fuck it. You know, go up, go up to New York, and 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 and, and, and teach his ass a lesson. Timeout flag on the play. That's terrible advice as a girlfriend. So it started with the girlfriend. That's what it you started think. with the girlfriend. What? Always it's does. Always to you blame give, the women. You you girl. The girlfriends always give y'all fucked up advice. This is how it goes down. So from there, she goes. Then y'all in the spot. Chilling. She hit him with the yeah. You know. Oh, I gotta go back up to New York and just check on some old stuff. Yada 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 yada. He's like, you mean some some, some dude? She's like, yeah, you know, we used to have a thing. He's like, all right, man, whatever. Boom. 
He played himself. Okay. Yeah, let's stop right there for a second. So if you're a man and you are feeling this girl and this actually happens to you in real life internally, because I think that most men would react like he did. Yes. Like act like, absolutely. you know, because their, their ego would get yep. in their way. Absolutely. Like, care. But internally, Me. how? Burning up. Okay. Me on fire. Mm. And any mm. man that tells you not, he's lying. We just finished smashing. Like, like, we just had sex. You got another dude on the brain. That's how you interpreted it. For me, my like, I listen. I'm the type of guy. I don't want you thinking about no nigga at no other time, especially on my time. That's right. That's fair. Just, that's just me. Like that. So we just we just finished doing our thing. And you hit me about another dude? Nah. No. Nope. I should have been able to smash it out of your head. So now your your ego is not only so you're feeling like you didn't do a good job because she's still thinking about another nigga after you just had sex with her. That's the that's how you're thinking about it as a man. On top of everything yeah. else, yeah, that's what I'm I also, saying. I, I also like you. We've been kicking it. Which one is worse? The idea of you feeling like you didn't perform well sexually, or the idea you say I didn't perform well sexually, <laughs> and men not been good enough. But I listen. Don't, don't listen. Are they not the same thing? They're different. How <laughs> I could have, you know, I could have done well, but it may not have been up to par for you that day. Okay, okay, fine. I'll give you that. Um, okay, so is it was it that or was it more? Which one's most impactful from the man's perspective? That feeling like that, or just feeling like she is, is some, somehow interested or have something still going on with someone else? And you guys just had this moment. It's a little like they're like neck and neck. neck. No, my ego just took a, a, a two piece of Mike Tyson. Understandable, but also I, I feel like from a female's perspective, she was testing him. She was testing him to see how he would react. And how many times do y'all? How many like times have y'all always said, "Don't test me." This ain't a game. Don't be testing me. I mean, you shouldn't play games, but we be playing games. By we, I mean everybody, not just like not just women or not just men. That's that's part of it. So, in my opinion, she was testing him, especially since her girlfriend said what she said. So she kind of planted that seed a little bit, if it wasn't already there. Like if she was already thinking that in her mind, once she read about her girl, and her girl was like. This is if he don't say nothing, or this is how he acting. This is what it is. Then she wanted to, you know what I'm saying. She planted the battery in her back. So when he played coy, she was like, "Oh, back." Now I gotta because she was like, "Oh," because she she asked him, "Oh, you don't really care?" Nah, he was like, he played it cool. Nah, it's old boy. I ain't worried about him. You know what I mean? He played it real cool. He was a sucker for doing that. But she was on demon time for doing what she did. Why do you think he was a sucker for doing that? Because he should have said no, bitch. No, I'm sorry. 
Wow. <laughs> and how you really comes out. No, not to call her one, but like, ah, you and me, you don't need to go see him. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see him. Fuck that. You know what I mean? I'm here. I'm with you. You mine. You 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 here. You were just yeah but i think that that was the beginning of their bad period right there in that moment and 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 when i think about that like i think about a time in my relationship i was dating this guy and my ex was still kind of trying to be around a little bit and i wasn't testing him but i did let him know like i have i'm i have opportunity to see my ex on some like cool shit or whatever and he was like like played it a little bit cool like it didn't matter but it really did and that was like a turning point in our relationship but and why we, did I mean, you want to go see your ex well it wasn't that i was going to see him he was going to come and see me and bring his daughter because i was going through something at the time and he knew and i tried to get who i was seeing to come and see me and he would not he did not he could not whatever he wasn't so I was like, well, he's going to come and bring his daughter, stop by on his way. He was going somewhere else, but he was going to stop by on his way to that place with his daughter. And I was like, I really wanted to see his daughter. So that was mm-hmm. what it was. So you emotionally, you emotionally cheated on your man? Well, no, I told him. And he acted like whatever. Like he got, he, he got. And so you emotionally cheated like, on whatever your man? But also he, but that's a little bit different because he also had an opportunity to be there for me and and he was not so that's something a little bit different but it just makes me think like had he made a big like you know like why would you think that or like even not necessarily just being aggressive with it but just like letting me know that would really bother him then i wouldn't have done it but he acted all cool like what like ego you know what i'm saying and so then it's like okay well then i'm gonna do it and then it became a big problem so i think that me be honest. The lesson there, men, we have to let our ladies know that we do give a shit, even though we may make us look like, you know, what I mean, a little jealous, but they like that a little. Bit. I mean, I think you like you should feel how you feel, and like you shouldn't play games. Like, be real about what's really going on. But the but you gotta understand, as a man, we think like, like the point is that no other. I'm not gonna let you think that some other man got me shook. Mm. That's okay. You know what I'm saying? I can understand that. I can understand that. But like, do I, I you it. think it's sorry? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just thinking like, how realistic is it that that kind of moment happens? So she goes and she goes and spends time with the ex in New York or whatever, and then she comes back and there's any possibility for a recon uh, reconciliation. Yes, reconciliation at all because i feel like like a lot of men would not be open to that like my ex he that was it like once that happened and i let my other my other ex come come and visit he was like he didn't want nothing to really do with me after that for like a very long time eventually he tried to get back but it was too late then but like he acted like like i had broken like some awful code of honor and i didn't even sleep with my ex like she slept with old boy so now you you as a man, first of all, you was worried about your ego in the beginning when you didn't say, 
you know, hey, I don't want you to go. I really care about you. But you're going to let her go up to New York, have sex with another nigga, come back, and you still going to take her back? And you ain't worried about your ego then? Make that make sense. You didn't take her back. Remember, he he's he started seeing another chick. He did take her back eventually, though. Yeah, what I'm saying. they saw each other at the, remember, at the party because she had brought old boy to the party, the friend, Bill Bella. Uh. <laughs> and then Bill Bellamy played her out, and he walked her to the to the, to the to the to the to the spot to get the, the taxi, and that's when they was like, "Yo," and then they picked up the phone like a couple of nights later, and, and just started talking again. Even better. So she goes to New York. She sleeps with her best friend. I mean, with her ex boyfriend. She comes back. They run into each other again. She's with his boy. And he still is open to seeing what was up with her. Is that realistic? Yes or no? Would you have done that? It depends because remember, I got mine. Remember, why why you went to go see old boy? I called up another joint. I met in the bookstore. I I I bagged the joint in the bookstore. I'm walking down the street. And that's when she because remember, she had came back. She was checking for him, and she, she had seen him walking down the street with the bookstore chick. Who was really just a filler. Like, here's, right. this, this is what I don't understand. Like, why, if he knew he was rocking with her like that, like, all of that other shit they went through was so, like, unnecessary. Absolutely. If they had both stopped being egotistical, both of them, and put their feelings aside and just been open and communicative about how they really felt. All that could have been avoided. And the reason why this tracks in real life, because this shit happens all the time. Oh, I think so too. I, I wouldn't argue with that. But like, so how, what's the level of violation if you hanging with the homie? Like at that point, he didn't know if they had actually dealt with each other on that level or not, but they didn't. But, so but the homie... So you gotta understand something and this is something that i wrestle with Bill bellamy's character was like almost like an associate he wasn't feel like he was in the inner circle i mean obviously by the way he was moving i think the inner circle was savon ed and darius okay and then they kind of Bill was like the dude they went to high school they knew him and he really had no friends so they would let him come around every once in a while Fair. So you think right. like it's not, not then from Darius' perspective, it wasn't that level, that high level of a violation because he, they weren't oh, friends in the first place. Really rock with him like that. Okay. Okay. So now he's just doing what niggas. But do. you still fuck with a nigga that I know. You know we hang out. Even you still ain't have to go there, but we ain't like that. Okay. It'd have been it'd have been something different if she had stepped to Ed or Savant. Mm hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, the scene that I posted. You saw that scene, well, that's right? The scene we've been talking about. No. Oh, no. No. When they, uh, oh, break yeah. up, break up. The actual breakup break up, scene. Break up. Yeah. yeah. The actual breakup scene. So, I, I want to dig into that little, like, from, from a male perspective, like, what is, what's going through his mind? In that scene. So, so this actually happened to me. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. If you don't 
there's two things that a man really needs to have in a relationship from this woman respect and trust now there's there are things that a man could that a man can do to violate that trust we do it all the time it happens all the time but if we don't violate that trust and you don't trust me for no reason then why are you with me? that's a valid question i mean she just it seems like she was at that moment like she was in a really insecure place mm -hmm. um, because they had talked about it and she couldn't seem to get over it um she she was you know he was taking a phone call from the from the bookstore chick in the middle of the night had a phone number up on the joint now he didn't do a good job of kindling trust with himself with her right because she named some things that was she he was doing that was kind of suspect yeah and i get it like she's got a point what do you have any solid evidence he's really cheating on mm -mm. see that's y'all's problem but like why put the woman in the position to think that something like that is going on if you're really trying to move forward and make her feel secure in the relationship because you don't have any reason not to feel secure your ex is calling at 4 a.m yes not, that's a reason my ex like, she's why, a jumbo she's not an ex she's a jumbo uh even worse <laughs> like ugh. what does it matter if she's an ex or a jump somebody that you used to deal with is calling at four in the morning how is that not fueling insecurities now i can just see how that could call first sir you know a man would have a significant problem with that i can see how that could cause some problems and some issues i do <laughs> of course you do i do i can see the problems and issues there mm -hmm. but she still didn't have any solid but that was an opportunity for him to give some and he did it he was like listen i ain't with old grown with you but yeah he said it though it's the way he said it though he said it like he was irritated that he had to even be saying it again because i shouldn't have to say that i'm here with you i'm here with you all the time we in the same bed every night you know where i'd be at but still your ex is calling so that is an issue listen man she might be having issues or something you could have blocked her actually back then i guess blocking was no he should have blocked that girl oh my god anyway okay we, do we have anything else with love jones because i want to move on to another movie now nah, we're gonna move on to another movie but hey listen we spent 45 minutes on love jones that confirms that that is the greatest love story ever told and i don't see a reason to do a part two they should leave it alone Maybe agree like there's we can still continue to talk about love jones and all of the different aspects of that movie like definitely oh we can move to another one okay loving basketball one of my personal favorites and i posted a video about that and, and it's the part where he's like of all the girls you're the only one that's real and yet he tried to stun on her with little miss basic betty at the party because he didn't give her the fucking attention when he was hurt. okay let's let's talk about he that moment for just basketball he put basketball before him first of all that's not what 
she did. She did. She put herself before him. Now, you be screaming self-preservation all the time. So in this particular self-preservation, what would you preserve her? Her starting position? Which was very important. She worked hard for that. She's supposed to just let that The only go. reason why you say that is because you who that's all exactly. <laughs> but, that, but man just found out that his whole family was a lie. The man she looked up to is a whole lie his whole life. You could understand that. Be there for she offered a solution. Let's go to my dorm so I don't miss curfew. He could have been okay with that. Really? But he was still, really? he just really? made the entire moment so much about him. And I understand he was hurting. I, I understand that he was hurting. I understand what he was going through. And I understand that he needed her in that moment. But he, to me, it was just like, oh, I need you to break curfew. And I need you to stay right here. It's just like, he didn't even consider, he was so in his own feelings that he didn't even consider the implications of behind what he was asking her to do and how that would impact her in her life. Knowing how- Her life? Her life, if he missed, uh, if she wasn't a starter, it's not like she'll never play basketball again. If she missed curfew, she may not have started the next game Stop. Do you think other. he would have done the same thing for her? Yes. Why do you think that? Because he loved her. He could have had any, he could have had any woman, any woman. That man was the man. Now, as a hooper, his skills on the court were very suspect, but it's a movie. So we're going to let it run. But as a hooper, I know for a fact that you do have ladies that come after you because you can hoop. Now, with that said, you get your choice. He shows her. And she chose him. See, that's your problem. See, here we go again with that bullshit. Stop acting like, like that man ain't have... It's up to us to start this thing. We approach y'all, right? Yeah, but they were whoa, friends, whoa, whoa. so that's a little bit whoa, different. Whoa, whoa. We start this thing, right? He didn't know they were friends. They had a, a friendship that blossomed into something romantic when they realized they had romantic feelings for each other. How did, they, how did it turn into a romantic thing? Because he stepped up to the plate. And, what do you mean? I don't understand. He's the one that was like, I want more than a friendship. And she, but they both wanted that. They both wanted It that. doesn't matter. She wasn't going to make the move. He did. He started it. subjective. Maybe, maybe not. It's okay. not subjective. That's what happened. And with that, I, don't wanna, I, don't wanna I said, that. and what I'm saying is that he could have had any woman. He picked her. Okay. That's fair. So he picked her and you felt like, see, like, like here's the thing, like, why? I just think in that moment, it was like, I can certainly understand his position, but I also think that the way he handled that was a little bit extreme. Like, I get it, you're hurt. I get it, you want your person. Um, but you also just wasn't open to anything other than exactly what you wanted at that time. Because for that moment, as a man, I'm being vulnerable with you. Just meet me halfway, just for once. I don't ask for much. Just meet me halfway. Just do this one thing. That's all. The man don't ask for much. Just meet me. 
halfway. So that's how you think he felt in that moment. Okay, I don't know. I can't. I can't feel extremely confident and support that. Okay, just because. That's right. That's right. She should have been there for him, and he was being vulnerable. Exactly what I just said. She was self. My ability to be empathetic to a situation agrees with that, but also my ability to be empathetic as a baller from her situation, I understand that too. If it were me, I probably would have broke curfew. That's just me. Like, cause I, I know that that's what I would have done, but I just think that he villainized her so much. He made one moment in their otherwise relationship history where she had always been there for him and turned it into this big dramatic thing. Listen, all I'm saying is that she picked Spalding over him. That's oh. all I'm saying. Okay, whatever. And you're just so convinced that he would he wouldn't have done the same thing what about at the part okay so let's talk about the part at the end so they break up they go and they live separate lives and then they reconnect towards the end and he ends up leaving his fiance to go back to her i ain't gonna hold you i'm gonna tell you a little secret i can't watch the end of that movie without crying up and tearing up a little bit why is that? When, that? when that song comes on by uh, Michelle and, and they get Ocello, you made a fool of me, man. And oh man, I'd be in my feelings. I'd be like, oh, this is it right man. here, boy. I see what you and your feelings. That's romance. Okay, yeah. Because I mean, I'm a hooper. I'm a hooper. I hoop. And so when he was like, play for your heart, I was like, when she was like, play for your heart, I was like, that's some dope romantic shit. Yeah. I think as a Hooper, you can certainly connect to this movie more than like if you weren't. Um, I want to go to some comments. Miss Barbie says I would have demonstrated that she was human. It would have demonstrated that she was human, showing love to her spouse. I agree with you that it, it was beneficial for her. Um, Shanklin says black love in cinema is predominantly portrayed as a struggle where the woman has to compromise for the man. Ooh, mm, perhaps like the example we're speaking about now. In reality, both parties need to compromise to make it work. Shank, Shank, I'm disappointed in you. Shank, I'm disappointed in you, Shank. What you got to say about that? You disagree or you Shank, I'm disappointed. Why? Shank. That's not valid. I don't know if I agree with that totally. I have no reason why <laughs> You have no valid reason. You just don't want to that agree with it. Mm, that's interesting. Do you feel like he felt like she was being disloyal in that instance when she didn't stay to support him after what he was going through? A little bit. Like, yo, like you're picking Spalding over me. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'm I'm letting you in. I'm being the most vulnerable I could ever be. And you shut that shit down over basketball. I can see that. I can see, because it's so difficult for men to be vulnerable. So I, when you say it like that, I can really start to understand how he must have felt in that moment, you know, outside of just wanting her to disregard what she had going on to come and be there for him. Um, y'all want us to be, y'all want us to be vulnerable. And then when we are, you pick up basketball. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You know what? <laughs> Moving right along, are there any other like themes or you know underlying messages in love and basketball that we 
you should have gotten that could have gotten out of that that we haven't really touched on? I think the underlying part with with love and basketball is the interesting relationship between Omar Epps and his father, mm. right? And how that affects women don't really understand for real for real the the how the father and his imprint on his son and how that relationship plays out, right? That relationship. You look, as a man, we look to our father to see how we're supposed to treat women, our mother, right? And and and, and for him, when he found out that that shit was, his whole thing was a lie and made his mother cry, right? the worst part is if you find out it's your father that caused that pain. And so with that said, it was more like it's an interesting phenomenon in seeing the relationship and how that and, and that how that played out between Omar and his father and how that is a real life thing. But we don't talk about that. And those feelings and how a father influences his son in so many ways and can change the trajectory on how he deals with women in the future. Right? And so, so I thought that was a, yeah, I thought that was pretty much um, not talk, talked about enough. Maybe but I love the fact that that's the topic that we can do on the show, like dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. Like that, that father-son relationship and how that influencer impacts yeah. his relationship with women and, you know, and dating. As a son, our father, for the most part, is our hero. That's the first. We, as men, as boys, grow up looking for our father's approval. We get his approval. That means we're men. Son, you've done all the things that you're supposed to do. And when, but then now, when you find out who your father really is, it's like, it's like that stamp has been falsified. And and so it fucks with you. So it, that's a real thing. And I don't think that's really talked about enough. But yeah. Let's, Do you let's think that on. made him feel like kind of question who he was? Um, Absolutely. That's why, that's why he was in that moment. He should have chose him over basketball. Mm -hmm. Because he was at his most vulnerable. He was lost in that moment. He was lost. Everything about what he thought about his father was a lie. Everything. Mm -hmm. So in that moment when she left, damn. So now it's like, damn. If I'm not, so my father's a lie. That means I'm, I might be some, I might be some shit. And now, are you leaving me? Damn. Now you read. Iterated that I might be some. I'm not even worth the, the time to sit here with me and just listen. Mm -hmm. You're reiterating that. Mm, that's deep. I didn't think about it like that, but that's deep. And we see he kind of spirals he, after that a little bit. Spirals. Life concern, like he kind of just like loses his way a little bit. So that is that's really powerful. Yeah, I would love to dig into that a little bit more. Separate show. I want to address Shawnee's uh, Shawnee's comment. The basketball, the basketball represented her dream. So it wasn't just I'm going to lose my 
my starting spot, it was, this is what I have worked my whole life for. Absolutely. And, and you're Absolutely. asking me to choose between that and you, which is a very difficult position to be in. And see, that's layered, right? And, and, and this is why I try to study and listen to women. For her, it is her dream. And for her to be able to do that, for, even professionally, and, 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 and be able to and be this close to doing it, it's slim margins for her to have to be perfect. And so for her, it's like, I don't have any margins or any way to slip up. Mm -hmm. I got this one chance. I love you, but you, you're going to get multiple chances. I'm not. I got one chance to get this shit done. And so for her, it's like, meet me halfway. You know what I'm trying to achieve. You know that if I, I don't get it done right now, it's over for me. Yeah. Help me. Help me. Help me help you, right? I get it. I, I get that, right? And that's where it's a powerful scene. Right, the writing is impeccable in that one scene. It's a powerful scene. So, Sean, you're right. It is her dream, right? It represented everything that women around the world, you work so hard for something in a man's world to get, and you only get one chance to do it. And so that that like it's it's so much going on there, there is no right answer. But that was a very powerful scene in that movie that all of us can get with on both sides that a lot of us don't understand because the men are going to see it from the men's side, right? And then the ladies are like, this is, a, this is our struggle. Mm. This is what women's rights is about. This is what we, we get one chance. We don't get multiple chances at our dream. I think, that's it. I think that's a really bad point and I love um, what she followed that with that um, women have historically been asked to make sacrifices that men generally yeah. won't make and you know in the movie or, or don't have to make. Guys, and, and like because she knew like hey you're you're a star you're a star you're going to go pro like you're going your dream is going to be realized but like you said here's my one chance and I think that she was so deeply wounded by the fact that he even put her in that position like she mm -hmm. says, if anybody should know what, what I'm doing, it should be. Yeah. So I think they were both in need of like some really deep understanding mm -hmm. from the other person in the moment. And, mm -hmm. you know, it didn't, neither one felt like they got what they needed out of that. And that's, you know, ultimately what caused the break. That's what makes that scene so powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's so not talked about enough as far as just ha having conversation because. In, in what we're doing right now is what should be happening all the time is we need to put each, put ourselves in each other's shoes and be able to see both mm -hmm. sides. Neither person was wrong. Neither person was right, neither. But, but what didn't happen was understanding. Yeah, because they were both it, like in it from their perspective, mm -hmm. right? And that what, it was hard to put themselves in the other person's shoes in that moment mm -hmm. because both were really focused on like what it, the implications for the decision for them and not necessarily the other person. So that, I agree, this is a very powerful scene. Yeah. Um, the next one that I want to talk about, Boomerang. Oh, how I love this movie. 
Now, now, Boomerang was a really good movie. Now, I'm sad that I could not appreciate Boomerang when it first came out because we're talking about what, like 91, 92, something like that. Not very old at the time. But now, when I think about Boomerang, I feel like that is a really brilliant movie. But yeah, obviously, the underlying theme there is karma. Cool child. Okay. And, and what makes this movie so brilliant? I mean, from a woman's perspective, it's like, okay, so here's this player, and he's doing, you know, doing women wrong, playing games with women, and then he, and then here comes uh, Robin Givens, and she's like everything that he wants like first of all we're starting out like he has this image of what he thinks the perfect woman is because you know he's like disregarding certain women for certain things like the one he liked he thought she was everything and then he didn't like her feet and so he was like nah because she had messed up feet not you telling us we gotta we gotta uh be open if a dude don't don't make six figures if a dude I, don't, ain't six foot tall, but yet you want to somebody because of their Well, it don't take six figures to take care of your feet. What, first of all, no, it's the same thing. It's all. It's really all about preference. If you got every time, I can't do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. And some women may feel like if you that, ain't six feet, you got nothing I can't to do with do money it. though. It costs forty dollars for a pedicure. Know how I know because I get pedicures now because I ain't trying to cut up nobody's leg. It costs forty dollars for a pedicure. Stop playing. I'm not saying it's about money. I am just saying the same way you feel like I don't want a girl with messed up toes is the same way a woman may feel like I don't want a dude that's not six feet tall. That's, and there's nothing and you villainize me for that. I have control over how tall I'm gonna be. Show my hammer time. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's all about preferences. So, if you anyway, got hammer time, I can't. You got the hammer time, I can't. So, I find it interesting that, and I think this is very, um, like a very accurate type of mindset that a lot of men have. Like he was like searching for perfection, and yeah. when he thought he found it in Robin Givens. He had met his match in terms of how she moved. And there are women that move like that. There are women that are liars too. Like It's not just a male thing. And I think what's so beautiful about the film is that he really liked her. He really cared about Robin Givens. And she was treating him like he was just in and out the rotation. She was treating him like him. Like he was treating people. And so the karma of it all is that, like, what goes around comes around, of course, boomerang. But I love that because I thought that was a powerful lesson. Like, why don't more men watch that movie now? Because I'm like, that's a powerful lesson in and of itself. Like, you all move a certain way, like, that's going to come back on you. And what I don't, don't like about the movie is the fact that when he had a real girl who was down for him and he played her, that she ultimately took him back because but but also here's where i think that this really connects with a lot of women because that's what we as black women do that's what we do now she was pretty much moving as perfectly as an individual could move she was like the sweetest thing like and he was really happy with her but the moment the girl that was treating him like crap came back around here he was back 
that in that chase, right? And so I think that really speaks to the thrill of the chase. And it can be on both mm -hmm. ends. Like we never want who really wants us, who's really dead who for us, but we will likes go, us. Who what? likes us? Right. Like we always gonna go for not always, but a lot of times, and myself included, like we are it's like we almost have to prove ourselves to the person who's treating us like we just whatever. And so we we make it a point to try and get that person because they're treating us like we're not good enough. And that that triggers our insecurities. Okay. And so hey, that's exactly what it does. When somebody tells you that you're not good enough, you try to prove that you are. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, that's the person that you always can consistently always trying to get their attention that's the person that you're always trying to like oh no i am good mm -hmm. enough for you when you got somebody right here who actually likes you for who you are who appreciates who the fuck you are mm -hmm. women do that more than men just saying women do that more than men i don't that's know about that i don't know no. about that See, baby why do you think that women do that more than men well first of all off the top because we do the pursuing. And what ends up happening is a lot of times is that that five, five foot seven guy who makes what five figures and may not look like Denzel Washington or whatever, or Shamar Moore, whoever y'all like, he's the one that likes you and worships the ground you walk on. But he ain't the one y'all are attracted to. You want the guy that you're attracted to that treats you like shit. That mm. takes you to pound town and don't do shit else for you. But makes you feel like shit, which now you have to continuously try to prove to him that you are shit. Yeah, it's like a vicious cycle, right? Yeah. And you get pulled back into it. And I mean, that's the story of at least one situationship that I had. It was like a constant, like you're treating me like I'm just little Miss Basic Betty out here and I know that I'm not. So now I am like so adamant about proving that I'm good enough for this person who's treating me like shit. Like, and it's, it's so messed up. Like, w I wish I, I would have like sat and thought about that for a second. Like if someone is treating you like you're beneath them, why in the world would you want to be with them? Like, because, of, because, <laughs> because of your ego. And here's an unpopular opinion. Women's egos are way bigger than a man's. I don't know about all that. Bullshit. I don't shit. know about all that. I mean, all right. I can't, so, I, can't I mean, I can prove that. In some instances, off the top, a woman's ego is so big that she'll never approach a man. Okay, fair. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> But yeah, okay, sorry, we got some comments. You, you you got me there. Um, You should go with the woman that likes you and the woman that you like. But that's the thing, like, you, I have literally been dealing with men and like, it seemed like we were both really into each other. But then, you know, actions speak louder than words. And then they're moving in a way that's like, oh, you cool, but also I'm not that pressed. You know, so it's like, okay, right. so do you really like me or do you not like me? Or are you just like, I'm okay, but you're looking for the next best thing or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what is it really? And so I think that, 
a lot of people miss out on an opportunity for like a happy relationship because there's this element of game playing here. It's like, I like you, you cool, but maybe there's something better over here or I want to keep my options open for something better over here. Even though this person is showing you, I'm rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Even And you're playing yourself. Mm -hmm. right, right. You are. Now, it's, it, this thing is really easy. It, this can be really easy if we keep it simple. I like you. I'm a good person. I don't have everything, but I got 80. That 20, you could probably live without. Mm. Okay. Let's, let's, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let, let's, 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 let's at least try. Let me prove myself. Talk about masculine energy and not liking it when liking it in women. So why do y'all want a woman to be the pursuer? That's a masculine role. It's yeah. not about so that's an interesting question. That's a great comment. And I always say this all the time. If a woman sees something that she likes, there's nothing wrong with making that obvious or making that like, hey, Jay, I like your suit. Or you come up to me, I like your suit. Get don't make me have to guess. Right? You can, there's one thing that I can say all the women used to do back that like before, you know, back in the day. Women were able to poke and prod a man to do some things without actually saying. And there are women right now that some women do a great job of that. Like it's and I see it all the time. I could be at a bar. And now people watch. I especially watch women. When a woman wants a man's attention, and let's just say he's standing at the bar, she can pull up at the bar anywhere. But she, a woman is very, very, very strategic in where she pulls up in the bar at because if she wants a certain man's attention, whether it's the dude right directly in front of her across the bar or the dude right beside her. And she's going to do all the things to get his attention. But the interesting part about that is that sometimes men are aloof and we don't pick up on some of those signs. And that's a whole nother, that could be a whole nother podcast. To be honest. We need to do that. Um, at the end of the day, make it easier for a man to make that connection. Now, some women are brave enough to pull up on a dude. Now, any if any time I've ever been approached, the only time I've ever turned her down is if I had a girl. So, was was it the fact that she was confident enough to approach you? Absolutely, sexy as shit to me. Okay. Because I don't take it as aggressive. I take it as oh, she likes what she and she and she took the game out of it for me, not the hunt because I still have to hunt a little bit because that was like. Oh, you. Well, let, let me get your number. Let's let me let me holler at you. Let me let me take you out. I'm still in hunt mode, but I still got like. But she made she took the initial hard part out of it. So were you? Were the, these, yes. That's a good question. Were were they women that you found attractive, or was you so like, just attracted by the fact that so they? Far. And understand something: the fact that you approached me was attractive because of your confidence 
sexier than a motherfucker to me. Right? Like, oh, because to me, you're saying, listen, you're going to like me. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, my, the act of it, the fact that you had the audacity, the goal, the balls the, to approach me, that dude, yeah, come on, let's go. You, you at least, you, you deserve a call back or something. Let me, you deserve, you deserve my time. I mean, I understand that, but I'm gonna have to side with the ladies in the chat on this one. Yeah, no. But you see some guys in here like, I like when I'm approached. Yeah, and and I, I understand that. Like, it's just probably very unlikely that I would be opportunity. Something the the, the yo know, the wild part is some of the best conversations I've ever had with a woman, whether or not it went somewhere or not, was when she approached me. Because she would say something, oh, I'm like, you know, you, you got a little bit of style. Maybe I can, you know, I can up your game a little bit. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't have some lines dropped on me. But it was dope. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Miss Bowman's lady, hold I'm on. I'm trying to try that. Listen. <laughs> like, maybe I can because if a man, especially confident you gonna tell me i don't look for, whoa you or you can step my game up let's talk about it like oh you you're, you're challenging me now mm. you're challenging the hunter right like oh, oh we, what? And she, and so it's like you're a, making that play on the ego boom okay. right and which men find attractive but hey, they, but did come on all day long all day long men we we compete i need you to pin what uh cool dad just said the women that aren't ever open to approach on new are normally the ones that who always end up with the wrong dudes why did you feel like you just scored a basket or something just now like oh i understand why you over there feeling just yeah so we clear we are cool dads is a point guard when he played the point i used to play the two and he dropped, he told me oops left the right. I just want to put that out there. Oh but, and so he just threw another oop for me. And all I'm saying is, pal, baby, another oop made. What were you about to go into? My bad. Well, I mean, I, I can't argue with that. Maybe that is a valid point. You know, like, it, it could possibly be. Because I tend to respond to people who approach me. I, I don't approach men. Uh, and, you know, that could be not necessarily a good thing. And, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't because if I, I'm going to go get what I want. So if I saw a man that I felt like, oh, I really want him, then I would. But like, I just don't really see that when I'm out. <laughs> Why are you making that face for? <laughs> I don't approach men. You be on. What? You be on Please let me know a man that I approach. Let me know. Go. Okay, I'll wait. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Anyway, I want to move on to one last movie with the little bit of time that we have. Right. How Stella got her groove back. Okay. Fall. I want to talk about this because this is a movie that is supposed to be empowering for women, in my opinion. Because society makes what happens in this movie what happens in this movie like a negative thing 
don't see myself actually getting with someone in their 20s. Like, so I think when I think about this movie, there's a bit of empowerment there because it makes you feel like, you know what? If you want to get a young dude, get a young dude. Is like, that why y'all go to Jamaica? Is that why y'all go to Jamaica? Wow. Lauren said if Stella was my mama, I would have yanked her off the beach. Now, why, why Stella can't holler at young Tinder? Men do it all the time. That's that's what I wanted to talk about just for a little bit. Like, why is it such a a negative thing that Stella was getting with someone that was young? I saw a post on Instagram the other day talking about, like, these um, quote-unquote celebrity women like Drea and um, what's what the one features baby mama that also got a baby by a bow wow you know what i'm talking about she got a young dude like they they all have men at least 10 years younger than them they can be young dudes because these niggas these young dudes are stupid oh, wow oh why is they stupid they older i've always dated older women okay but the older women you talk like the six you named now Okay, so I mean, they, they get with younger dudes because the younger dudes don't know no better. I'm not going to argue that what for whatever reason they're villainized for getting with the younger dudes, but men are not villainized like that for getting with younger women. It's like celebrated. It's like you should get with younger women because they are women are valued for their looks and their ability to reproduce, which both are better suited for a younger woman. According to Kevin Samuels, y'all's y'all's little person, <laughs> I never rocked with him. I just want to put that out there. So, why is there the double standard with that? I don't. I didn't make the rule. I'm like the value in a woman is in your looks. It's your ability to reproduce. I didn't make the rules up. That's just what it is. I don't agree with that statement. Agree with the statement or the rule? I don't agree with any of it. I don't agree with that. I don't think a woman's value is because that because you look good don't make you valuable because you can look amazing and be a crappy person. You can treat people terrible and all of the things. Like so your looks don't speak to who you are and your character. So like, like listen, let me ask you something. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. How many times have you said when you first met a man oh i love his values me like when, yeah, I, when, first, first, when I first when you meet first him? meet him no, because that's not you don't know what their values are when you first meet a man i don't know what yours are neither i picked you because of the way you look unfortunately some of you women don't, don't age well that's men are visual creatures in that spirit, what do you think is going to happen in how we pick and, and do our choices with women? Um, I guess you're going to choose the ones that look the best, which in many circumstances are the younger women, but not all. Have you seen these ladies in Becky, here's like, the thing, Becky. We may not age well, but our value is not in our looks. It's in our money. It's in our ability to make you feel secure, love. And mm -hmm. it ain't in our looks. You gotta be listen. Jay Z is not, <laughs> is not the most attractive man on the planet. 
but he got a baddie. And she picked him for a reason. Facts. I like what Cool Dad says. I don't agree. Older, mature women are very sexy. Exactly. Sure. Absolutely. There's a small group of us that have always felt that way. Present company included. But for the most part, and I'm not just talking about black men, men in general always want a younger babe because of the way she looks, her body, etc. <laughs> hey, y'all see these 40s and 50s is looking real good right now. Okay? These Nia Long, hey, Denise Lathans, and these Regina Kings. Listen. Okay? Talk they looking it. real good. Talk about it. Talk about it. I'm just I'm saying. Listen, I don't disagree, but for the most part, men in general, mm -hmm. so that the younger woman is going to have the better body, she's going to have the ability to reproduce. There's, I mean, she's just better. Gravity hasn't kicked in. That's just what it is. I, I can't, you know, I'm not going to say they're mm -hmm. wrong. It's just it's personal preference, and it just so happens that a lot of men, as they get older, prefer younger women. And so, boy, it's nothing wrong with these older women who are getting with younger men. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just, I feel like how Stella got her groove back was empowering in the sense that it says that it's okay. Love is love, but, right? And so let's, if, but let's keep it funky. You got to understand something. Stella was a bad mother. Like, okay. that, that movie ain't for all y'all. <laughs> That's what you're not going to do, sir. All y'all ain't scholars. All y'all ain't scholars. Go give me a young thing. Actually, no, I wouldn't have the patience for it. I'm going to lie. Hey. I'm not, I'm not. How you doing? I'm good. good. Well, so, Jay, we got to be honest, right? I mean, you know, you're my shooting guard. I'm going to definitely throw you the hoop, but if we being honest, we love we love the, the sexy, older, mature woman, right? We like the young ones to have fun with. Mm. If we be honest, we don't. We don't. When when have we wiped a a young one? All right. Never ever. We don't. We have fun with them, but we ain't wiped them. I can't stand them. I, I can't stand to be around for more than four hours. That's how I feel like a young dude. Like I would probably just be so annoyed. Like no. And there's nothing wrong with an older woman getting younger guys. It's cool. It when I was in college. I I went and got me a a coach and a, a, a administrator that worked in the financial aid office. <laughs> but I'm saying at some point I said I'm done with the students. I'm, I want I want to try something. Dude, is the, I know that like when you're younger, like that that's a whole like um, student teacher sex I, man, fantasy that men have. Right. Hey, listen, Miss Parker is yes. real, bro. Yes. Do man. you feel like, like when you're a younger man, if you date an older woman, that she is teaching you things? So, if you've ever done that, like, did was she putting so, you onto things? I'm gonna be, like, be honest. The the softball coach, man, she, I feel abused. She, I like, I never been used like that in my life. She taught me a lot of things, but she now that I think back about it. She took full advantage of me and turned me all the way. Wow. I, that is interesting. But I also, to piggyback, from a mental standpoint, you feel as though you kind of feel validated again as a man. Like, you done 
you didn't you oh you 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 mature enough to deal with older woman and keep her attention yeah we definitely had fun that my senior year. <laughs> so that's like it's an ego thing also. yeah you got absolutely okay. i'm saying even when you're in high school when you're in high school you wanted i i always wanted a older like it was it was a it was a let's say like christmas tournament when christmas tournament come back the girls from college are back home mm -hmm. So when you have a college girl coming to your high school game to see you, like you the man. There's no more of the high school girls. Now I got one that went off to college and she's still coming to the Christmas tournament to my game. We gonna go to Applebee's afterwards and eat. That was the move. She, she ought to be ashamed of herself. Cause my, why she beat me in college. I mean, my, was, I mean think about it. She was probably only a freshman in college because I was right. a senior. So we had, you know what I'm saying? No, but College, I was smashing a senior who was the president of Nesby. Wow. Right. And that's the thing. So, Jay, tell me this. So, this is my thing. When me, me and my one of my best friends went to college together, I said, listen, we came up with a plan. We got to school. We said the first thing we got to do is get an upperclassman with a car and an apartment. That was the goal. Before we had a whole agenda. Yeah, before you mess with the younger ones, because we're going to, I mean, it's a given. You're going to get the freshmen to come in with you. You're probably going to get some of the middle class, but you got to get you a senior, junior with a car because we ain't got no car. We freshmen in an apartment. We got to live on campus. We can't live off campus. So that was the goal. Get one. Wow. And, and <laughs> well, I would love to continue down this path of ratchetness. However, unfortunately, we are... <laughs> We're about over time, so I'm gonna give it to Cool Dads for a look. Like any last parting thoughts in terms of um, black films? Did you? Uh, you didn't get to be on here long, but did you have a favorite or or most significant black love film um, that kind of like you really connected to in terms of you know relationships and dating? I I I don't know if this is a love film though, but I really like Poetic Justice with Tupac and. Um... And mm -hmm. Janet, and mm -hmm. and then I like um, damn, I can't think of this movie. It's Jada Pickett, and um, oh, uh, Jason's lyric. Jason's yeah, lyric. that was that, good. Oh no, no, I think like yeah, that was a good one. There's so many, like there's so many ones that we didn't even touch on tonight. Right. Um, the wood is good. Okay. You don't like loving basketball, I, Lauren. Booty, you because you didn't hoop, so you can't understand. Okay, only the ball like will really low down. Dirty shame is not a love story. That's definitely not a love story. The best man. That's one we could have touched on. We might have to do a part. Two. You know what I learned most about a part? Yeah, we have to do a part two on this. We're talking about the best man. Between love and hate. Oh, it's I've been loving between love and hate. I learned the most. Part two. Can we do a part two next week? Yeah, I'm down for that. We can do a part two next week. All right. All right. Thank y'all. Hey, There's a couple more that we're missing out on. The okay. one. We'll do, we'll do part two next week. Um, cool Dads, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate you. My um, God. If you just now joined us, again, Tip for Tap podcast. We are here every Thursday at 8 p.m. We appreciate. We love you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. We're on all of the social media platforms. Follow us on here. Uh, we are happy to have you join us. Um, tonight was so fun. 
And I just want to say we appreciate all of you. And then I'm going to let Jay wrap us on up. Let's see. If you missed the first hour, we, the first 45 minutes, we talked about Love Jones, the greatest love story movie of all time. In my opinion, in our opinion, we did the, we did the thing. So go back and listen to it. I hit y'all with some, uh, I hit y'all with the poetry. You know what I'm saying? You know, because I am brother tonight. <laughs> I am the blues in your left eye trying to become the funk in your right. This is the Tip of Tap podcast. We love y'all for joining in. Come back next week for part two. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Marcus, my guy, appreciate you for stepping in. Carolyn, you know how we do, baby girl. Tip of Tap podcast where we bring the spice, where we keep it nice. Holla. Hey.